0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Ellie Nieves, and I am a woman's leadership speaker and coach by night. By day, I'm actually an attorney at an insurance company. But this is my love and my passion, and I am so grateful to God to have this opportunity to be able to share with you today. And we are hosting the Christian Career Women Bible Talk. Uh, Christian Career Women is a sisterhood of women who uh, come together to encourage one another and uh, who work in the marketplace but also want to glorify God in all that they do. Uh, And we're so excited to be able to come to you via this platform. We've got two exciting sisters that are members of our sisterhood that are going to share with us today on the topic of managing your physical life. We are using uh, this book, which is uh, Life Management uh, for Busy Women by Elizabeth George. If you don't have the book, not a problem. Uh, But if you do have the book, you can follow along in the discussion, and we hope that you've been blessed by this book. I've been blessed by this book. I've read it a couple of times already because I am a busy woman, and I just love the practical advice and the tips that Elizabeth George shares in this book uh, for a woman like me who's very busy. I have a job. I have a family. I'm trying to balance it all, try to keep it all together, and want to make sure that I keep God in the forefront. And this book has just been a, a terrific guide. So this is going to be an opportunity for us to share today. And again, we, uh, it is a Bible study of sorts, but it is also a Bible talk. And when I call it a Bible talk, it's because um, it's our opportunity to use a book as a guide, also use scriptures for us to think about. And when we talk about studying the Bible, there is no perfect way to study the Bible. Uh, the, the goal is just to open up the book to read uh, scripture, to ask ourselves, how do we understand the scripture? And then ask ourselves, how are we going to apply these scriptures to our lives? And that's what we're going to attempt to do today, which is talk about scripture, talk about how we understand it, how God has given us insight into uh, what the Bible says. And then we're going to talk about how we apply it to our lives, how it actually becomes something that's practical, tangible, and doable for us. So I'm excited about my two friends who are joining me today. Uh, Dion Hall, Garrix, and Alina Goris. Both of them are moms. Both of them are working women. Both of them have entrepreneurial uh, endeavors that they carry out, and they're very um, health conscious, and they're balancing uh, their lives just the way the rest of us do. Uh, but I want you to get an opportunity to get to know them a little bit better, so I'm going to turn uh, the microphone over mm-hmm. to, uh, let's start with Dion. John, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll sure. ask Felina to do the same.
0: Sure. Thanks, Ellie. appreciate the opportunity to do this. Um, this is, I think this is a very important topic, and as you know, it's near and dear to my heart, um, the Bible as well as the message that we're going to talk about today. Uh, so as Ellie mentioned, I am a corporate worker for now. I call it a corporate servant. i um, <laughs> still doing God's work. Um, that's what he wants me to do for now. Uh, with we're, We work for the same company. I am in auditing, um, have an accounting degree and all the trappings that go with that, CPA, MBA, all of that stuff, um, which really sounds light, but it's not very meaningful to me, honestly. I mean, it's a means to an end and I do what I do. My true passion is really serving women and about wellness and really helping women to get their house in order when it comes to their health. So I founded Dion's Wellness Wagon about five years ago, and that's my side hustle. That's what I spend a lot of my time doing. My mission, as I mentioned, is really to help women to get better with their health. So today it's so apropos that you invited me to share um, whatever I can today.
1: Absolutely, and I and I appre- personally appreciate Dion because she has coached me on a number of occasions. Uh, and I really do appreciate your, your coaching. I appreciate um, that you not only coach people, but that you live it out yourself. Uh, and I think that that's the best way to coach people as a model, right, of doing things. So you've been a great role model to me, and I really do appreciate um, you and everything that you do. And Alina is a superstar who I also follow and I've known for many years. And Alina, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. You're so sweet, Ali. Thank you. Thank you for having me first off. i um, honored to be here. Um, so my name is Alina Coris. I reside in Washington, New York with um, my husband of almost 16 years and my beautiful daughter who is um, going to be seven, was going to be eight years old this year. She's kind of here so she'll pop in and say hello. Hi. To Hi. <laughs> she wanted to join. Um, so what can I say? I mean, I feel like I've done so much in my, in my lifetime and it's all been through God, God guiding me through everything I've done. Um, and I'm always just, I'm such a passionate lover of life and I always keep God first. And I always feel like he's always guiding me to what, what next. So um, currently I am a nurse aide and um but my true passion like um um, what's your name i forget Uh, said dion dion said is is helping women um lead a healthy lifestyle live the life of their dreams and just kind of keep everything in balance like i'm all about balance balance is very important to me i feel that having you know being a mom being a wife being a woman uh, and juggling all these hats it, it can get a little crazy at times so we just have to stay true to ourselves and do what it is that makes us happy. And when we do that, we lead by example and other people get inspired by that, by that, by just how you live your life. Be you. That's just my, my, my mantra. Just be you and, and, and embrace the gifts that God has given you. And with me, I am always been me. And I, I live my life through God's, way he paves my way every day i say and that's pretty much who i am
1: <laughs> and i know you love to work out you like to eat healthy and you share that on a regular basis on social media which to someone like me who's following you is very encouraging and the fact that you're able to balance your life and still maintain a healthy lifestyle is, is very encouraging so thank you for uh not just keeping that to yourself but sharing it with the rest of us so that we have something to aspire to right
0: Hey Ellie, may I just mention that I do have family too. I I neglected to mention that. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, tell us about your family, dear.
0: It was not the, at the forefront of my mind, but not by design. <laughs> I apologize. This is what happens when you've been married for too long. I've been married. It's going to be twenty-five years in April. <laughs> oh. I don't have a baby like you, Alina. I have two. Well, I have a 15-year-old sophomore in high school and a sophomore Uh in college. So you have the tendency to forget about them a little bit.
1: (laughs) They grow up fast. I feel like I just had her.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Love them, though. I love them today. I'm sorry. It's okay.
1: I'll chime in, too. I'm a stepmom. I don't have children of my own, but I'm a stepmom. I've got three stepchildren. I'm actually a grandma now. So my oldest stepson, I know I'm going to be a cool, hip, young grandma. Grandma. So my oldest stepson uh, just uh, had a baby girl, baby Bella, and she's going to, she just turned one month. So we're really excited about celebrating Bella. And then I've got um, a 24-year-old, a 30-year-old, and a 35-year-old.
0: Whoa. Yes,
1: I know. Sounds really intense. Big mama. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to start sharing my screen here so that we can um, start talking about our Bible study today. Can you guys see my screen? Yes. Great, hey Brittany, welcome back. Okay, so we're talking about life management for busy women, great book by Elizabeth George. And we're gonna start with the first principle that she shares with us. Uh, in the Bible study, which is that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And she gets that from First Corinthians 6.19. So as you ladies read the scripture in First Corinthians 6.19, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, what did you think about that? What did you think about the whole concept of your body being the temple of the Holy Spirit?
0: So I could start. Sure. Um, so I truly believe that. Um, and I think I try to live my life like that is through those words. Um, I I think that, you know, back in Genesis, when God talked about how he created man, we weren't created by accident. We were created for a purpose. We were, we were made for a reason. And I think a lot of times, if you think about all the organs that are in your body, right? Your heart, your kidney, your... Um, your colon, your stomach, your eyes, everything. If you think about their functions and if you think about if you ever, if anything ever goes wrong with any of those, that's when we miss them. And a lot of us tend to take those for granted a lot of times. And so I look at our bodies like this immaculate machine, this amazing thing that God created for us. And I feel that you have to honor that. Right? Because all the computers in the world that they've created and all the technology can't replace this. Like, you can't duplicate what he's created here. It's amazing. Your heart never stops beating. Every cell in your body is always going and they're all interconnected. I mean, it's so intricate. So, when you have something so amazing that he's given us, right? And especially when you have good health. There's no reason not to honor it. And I absolutely believe that it's a temple, Um, you know, and and, and I don't want to get into the other aspects of it yet, but your spirituality is very important too. I know they told the story throughout here about the Israelites, right? They were responsible for keeping the temple clean. And when their spiritual mind wasn't um, well, the temple went in disarray. And when their spiritual mind was well, then the temple was well kept. And it's the same thing for our bodies in terms of our spirituality and our physical body so absolutely believe that that your body is a temple it's the holy temple
1: amen amen yeah. amen so um to say something are you going to say something no no
2: I said i just saw a message come in someone wants okay. to say something
1: Okay. Oh, Brittany. Brittany is telling us that she's from Bakesfield, California. Yes, you can say something, Brittany. You can just go ahead and type it in on the chat. I'd love to hear your comments. Uh, And Alina, do you have any thoughts on the 1 Corinthians 619?
2: Yes. I mean, definitely everything flows from within. So that's why it's, it's so important to take care of yourself from within. You know, sometimes we can get preoccupied with the outer part and we can forget the inner part. But if we're not taking care of your inner part, which is your temple, and God made us all uniquely in in, um, in, in you know, his way, so why not take care of this creation that he made, which is us, you know, for, for us to be well and, and serve this, this our purpose in this world. So definitely our temple, everything flows through there. If our temple and our minds um, are not well, we, we, we can't be well for her anyone or anything. <laughs> that's, that's basically what you know it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all starts with you. I always say it all starts with you. You have to take care of yourself first to be able to take care of what follows.
1: Absolutely. And I love that you said that. In fact I it's had an experience today. So my mom is, you know, aging, she's eighty. Um, and you know, she's at that point in her life where she's going to the doctor a little bit more and I'm growing a little bit more concerned about her. So I'm trying to spend a little bit more time making sure that I'm caring for her and her medical needs. And, um, but this morning I also had to go to my own personal doctor's appointment. As many of you know, I, I just got over about a bout of breast cancer. So I'm out, um, out of the woods now, but I still have to go in for follow-up appointments. So I went this morning for a follow-up appointment and, you know, ever since I've kind of stopped uh, treatment, I've been trying to make sure that I stay active and I'm working out and I'm eating right. And things got so chaotic today that I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to fit my workout in. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to spend a little extra time walking today so that I can get at least 30 minutes of walking today before I have to go pick up my mom and take her to her medical appointments. And it was kind of in the same vein as what you were saying, Alina. Was like I have to take care of me first so that then I can be well enough to take care of my mom, right? So I said, let me, let me take the time, let me work out, make sure that I get my workout for the day done, that extra 30 minutes so that when I get to my mom, you know, I'm at least energized, and then I can start taking care of myself for the long haul, right? Because this is going to be a long haul caring for my mom uh, going into the future. So we've okay. got a comment that just came in from Maricelli, who says, uh, we have to respect our body as his temple, not just by eating healthy, but to honor our bodies and respect what God has made. And honor your body by also being holy with our minds, heart, and soul. How can we serve our God if we aren't feeding our bodies with his word? Love that. Thank you, Maricely. That was
2: actually right before you said that. I was going to say that taking care of yourselves can be in so many different ways. Is whatever fuels you from the inside. And for some people, this meditation first thing in the morning, listening to personal development, um, reading a Bible scripture, um, reading their favorite, but whatever it is that puts you in that, in that mental space where no matter what goes on in your out, outer world, your inner world is at peace. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is what's helped me get through whatever chaos life gives me, you know, yeah. and um, definitely keeping God first for always and forever. That's amen. Amen. Of course, without being said, it's just, (laughs) I can't emphasize it enough. I can't even have the exact words to say how how important that is.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. So we've got 1 Corinthians 3.16 and it speaks about our temple. It says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Because the body of the individual believer is the spirit's temple, you must pay careful attention to it. And then it has kind of a sentence here that I'm starting that says, you must dot, dot, dot. So I'm going to ask you ladies, uh, based on you thinking or understanding that our bodies are God's temple, what do you believe that you must do as we pay careful attention? And this might be something that you already do in your lives and you kind of already alluded to some of the things that you already do, like setting your mind, right. Or eating, right. So what are, what are some things that you think uh, you must do as a a believer who uh, applies this knowing that your body is God's temple? Um, I can't start.
2: (laughs) Um, One of them I always say is listen to your body. That's so important to listen to what your body needs. Um, For me, I juggle so many things and I do so much. But when it's time to rest and I need to get sleep and I need to just shut the world off and do that for myself, it is so important to fuel myself with that. That's my way of honoring my body because if we don't get enough rest, get enough sleep, drink enough water, all of that, our bodies will break down. And if we don't listen to it, it it will do whatever it wants to do and all these things come about when well, we're not listening it's like okay you don't want to listen okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna put you down <laughs> so i say um listen to your body honor your body take care of it and and it's and again it starts from within you know i know we, we hear it all the time drinking enough water make sure you eat your vegetables all that but it also again going back to balance you know i'm very much into health and wellness and fitness and whatnot but I, I, I don't like to live an extremist like life, you know, like I like balance, you know, I love to travel and I'm um, not the type of person that I'm going to go away to, on, on a vacation and I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not going to eat this and I'm going to eat that. I'm just mindful of what I'm going to eat. I'm going to still live life. So it, it's just balancing out life and, and, and honoring it and giving it whatever it is that makes you fulfilled and happy and um, feel balanced.
0: Yeah,
2: and sen- sen-
1: so, do you feel centered?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel that in addition to all the physical things that we need to do to be careful and be mindful of our temple, I feel that a lot of a lot of that involves mental also. And when I when I mean what I mean by mental, it's how you're feeding your spirit, right? And one of the ways we do that is through the scriptures. We read that. We put that in. Um, Another way is is the people that we surround ourselves with. What kind of messages are these people signaling to us? And what are we taking in? You know, they always say when you're around negative energy, it penetrates you. It gets into your being. And so being mindful of that, all those negative people that are around you are things that are not in line with your values, right? The people who talk a certain way, behave a certain way, do certain things not in line with your values, those things shouldn't come into your being because that is a way to me of respecting and honoring your temple. Mm-hmm. Um, Alina, you mentioned meditation. I mean, that is a way of going inwards. People, that means different things to different people. You know, meditation is one of those things that some people feel, nice nah, I don't really like, but it all depends on what you make of it. What that really means, how, however you want to do meditation, different ways you can do it. But it's inward, it's that inward look. And we the Bible's speaking about having time to ourselves and being able to either you're concentrating on his word or you're just going inwards. Because a lot of times when you go inwards, you get a lot out. Meaning that's when you talk to him or he talks to you, or these things come to you, however they're gonna come, when you're in silence. And being in silence is is a form of meditation and that is to me honoring your body because you have to take care of your mental mind as well Mm
1: -hmm. i love that both of you have hit this theme of um resting and finding quiet um and finding it purposely right because one of the one of one of my favorite scriptures in the bible just says seek peace and pursue it Mm. right And a lot of the time we think that peace is going to come to us, Mm -hmm. right? That we have to get over some hurdle in life or that something has to go before we find the peace. But that's not really it. It says seek peace. We have to proactively go after it, right? We have to pursue and it says and pursue it, right? So we have to chase after peace and chasing after peace means finding the time to be quiet, finding the time to meditate, you know, and, and, you know, Jesus was a great example of first thing in the morning, he would get up and he would go off and pray by himself, right? He started his day with that peace uh, so that he can go into the world and spread the peace. (laughs) So in a lot of ways, I think about that um, as a, as a good metaphor for us, right? That we should seek peace, pursue it. And if we can start the day with that level of quiet and the way you both have explained, you know, feeding yourself internally with that peace, then we can go out into the world and we could uh, be that model for other people as well.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. Ellie, also, one of the 10 disciplines do t- does talk about scheduling, right? Mm-hmm. Because so it's really mindfully scheduling those self um, care moments or yep. inner, however you want to, you know, put that in terms of the time that you get for yourself to nurture yourself and
1: honor your body. Mm hmm. So we've got a question from Brittany, and she says, what is, the fir- what is the first few things to take care of your body? So both of you who are uh, my fitness experts, uh, what do you think are a couple of things that you can do to take care of your body?
2: Um,
0: well, go ahead. Okay. so a couple of things I would say. First thing, um, when I think about taking care of your body, I think about wellness, and wellness is not just the physical, right? Let me just talk about the mental as well. Um, I, I think, and it all works together. It all works together because you can eat the best food ever, um, exercise as much as you want, but if your mental and your um, the, the people around you, and your career, and your relationships, and all of that is in disarray, and you're stressed out. None of that matters, right? So it's, it's a whole cycle. It's a bunch of different things that needs to come together when it comes to your wellness. But just to, 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 to talk about the physical, right? So one of the most important things to me is being able to nurture yourself with whole foods. I think that's one of the first things that you can do. And the next thing is move your body. Our bodies weren't designed to not move. Neither was it designed for things that are not nourishing and, and helpful to our bodies.
2: Yes, I yes I agree with Dion. I would say, um, move your body, and when it, and when it moves, it, it, you don't have to go be an extremist and have to have joined this gym and lift these heavy weights and go on the treadmill for an hour. It all depends on your. You know, what do you, what do you want out of fitness, you know? Um, some people do do it that way, but moving your body is where it starts. It can be as simple as, I don't know, if you're going to work instead of um, take the stairs. If you, if you I don't know, take, work on the fifth floor or something, take the stairs up. That's moving your body. It's simple. When you wake up in the morning, do a few body squats. Um, whatever it is, just move your body. That's where it all starts. And that will kind of start to give you that energy to keep going. And then you decide from there what it is that you want out of your fitness. Um, protecting your peace. I wanted to say that before, protecting your peace. And that starts from the mind. Because as Dion said, you—you you, everything goes hand in hand. If your mind is not right, you can physically go to the gym and try to eat the healthy foods. But if you're stressed out and anxious and feeling all over the place, you're, you're not going to feel good anyway. <laughs> so everything goes hand in hand. So protect your mind, protect your peace. Um, get your body moving. Um, try to stay, um, be mindful. Um, make the right choices. So, like I was saying, like just because you go away, you go to eat at a restaurant doesn't. There's always healthy options wherever you go. So go for go for the healthier option um, wherever you you go. Go for the you know smaller portion if there's a restaurant that you go to and there's a big portion. Ask for half to be packed to go and the other part if you have it while you're there at dinner that's what i do and then you have it left over the next day <laughs> so that that's that's where it starts you know do be do what works for you do what makes it make it fun you know it's and with, with with nutrition and fitness like it's 80 percent. your nutrition is really 20 percent of fitness so
1: it all starts with what you eat what you're fueling your body with that's great advice thank you for sharing that Uh, And we've got a couple of comments. Uh, Maricely says that um, uh, some of her habits include uh, listening and meditate, listening to uh, take time to take time for herself, meditating. Uh, And then also that she's made many changes in her life and they involve incorporating the word into her life so that she's aligned with God and that she also incorporates prayer, fasting and reading his word. And Brittany says that she eats healthy And she's also on the keto diet. Very cool. Okay. So hold on. There we go. So now consider again this truth. And here we got a couple of uh, scriptures for us. For you were bought at a price. And what do these scriptures say that price was? So uh, this phrase here that you were bought at a price, that's a biblical phrase. It's from the Bible that says that we were bought at a price and the price was um, Jesus giving up his life for us. Uh, but First Peter 1, 18 through 19 says, "'For you know that it was not with perishable things "'such as silver or gold that you were redeemed "'from the empty way of life handed down to you "'from your ancestors.'" but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And then we got Ephesians 1, verse 7. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So for those of you who um, maybe aren't as familiar with the Bible, when you hear uh, that uh, Christ was a lamb without blemish or defect, and if you um, go back to the Old uh, Testament, The Old Testament, um, back in the Old Testament, uh, if you committed a sin, you were required uh, to pay for that sin so that you could be forgiven. And the way that you were asked to pay for the sin so that you could be forgiven was to get a lamb that had no blemish or any defect It had to be a perfect lamb uh, and sacrifice that lamb in order for you to be uh, forgiven. So in the New Testament, what we see is that Christ actually became that lamb. So in Christ giving up his life, um, that's why when we say that we are Christians, right? We associate ourselves with Christ. Um, that He gave up His life for for us. Whenever we hear that phrase, it's because He did give up the He did give up His life so that there would be one last, final sacrifice. And now we have all been forgiven through grace. When we give our lives over to Jesus, when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, now we have been forgiven because Christ was the ultimate lamb, the lamb, the perfect lamb without blemish or defect. So anyway, going back to the scriptures, uh, Alina and uh, Dion, what do you think about when you hear that, that God uh, purchased us uh, with a, you know, as with the, he paid the ultimate price for us?
0: I... Well, that is true, right? We, we 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 were told this back in Sunday school that, you know, the um Easter, the resurrection, the crucifixion, you know, we know that I've been taught that God died for our sins. He died for us. He died so that we could be free. Mm-hmm. Um, the the shedding of the blood of the Lamb and so I I, I really think that is true and even you know knowing that that he did that for us for us for us human beings it's even more important as we are talking about the physical body that if someone gave their life for you so that you could be free and and you of sin and and all of those things and have him that you can always ask for forgiveness and um, it's it's really our responsibility to be grateful to him every day for that blessing that he's given to us Mm -hmm. um so i i you know i take that seriously i take that seriously you know i i almost equate it i don't want to do it to fit to a physical thing but anything we have in our lives that we nurture and we care about like i'll say your children for example you, like your newborn grandchild, um, Ellie, you would do anything for that baby, right? Just about anything. And so when we have things that we nurture, we take such good care of them. We honor them and we, we cherish them and all of this. And I think that that's kind of how we probably should be with our bodies, knowing that it's been a gift that's bestowed upon us. And it wasn't a gift that came cheap,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, it's such a humbling thought, right? It's like taking us back to basics as Christians, just knowing that Jesus did pay that ultimate sacrifice. And if he could pay that price, then why can't we give up the burger, right? Yeah. You you take it to that level, you know, whenever, and you know, whenever I think to myself that I can't do something because so much of being healthy requires discipline, right? and uh, making sure that you stay on top of your game or keeping um, your goal top of mind. You know, when I think about the price that Jesus paid, then how how can I not make that kind of a sacrifice, right? So it just shows you that he paid the ultimate price. So there's, there's nothing that we can't do. And there should be nothing that we withhold, um, you know, from God. And when I say withhold is that Um, Sometimes we get so enamored with our habits or uh, with certain foods or with certain activities in our lives that aren't healthy, and we psychologically tell ourselves that we can't give it up, that we can't stop doing it, or that we can't adopt a new habit, or we can't take on something new. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to recruit people to um, run with me. Cause I started running a couple of years ago and I always get this, no, I can't like right away. I always get the, no, I can't. Um, but, um, why, (laughs) why can't you, why can't you just start? Right. And, um, yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how you start running. Right. When you start training to run, you actually, you walk for a minute, you run for a minute, you walk for a minute, you run for a minute. Next thing you know, you're doing it for two minutes and then three minutes. And that's actually how you start learning how to run. Um, but I get it. It sometimes it's like a psychological, you know, barrier that at that moment tells us, "No, I can't." But you know, we just mm-hmm. keep. In, I, I keep encouraging my friends, and I chase after them until they cave in. And yeah. <laughs> but that, so, that's the point. The point is, we shouldn't ever say that we can't, because if if Jesus paid the ultimate price, there's nothing that we can't also do in order to move ourselves forward and to do something healthy for ourselves.
0: Right. So Ellie, you know, I, I've been. When I grew up, my my church was right next door to our house where I grew up, right. So I've been going to Sunday school from ever since, and I grew up in that church for many years. And I got older, moved to another church. But I have to tell you, and I don't know if my background is Caribbean, um, but what I do find, even when I hear a church, I do find that a lot of Christian women, or just the the, the congregation do not talk a lot about spirituality and physical being. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of conversations about that. I mean, we talk a lot about feeding our spiritual lives, feeding our, and that is important. We know that. That's like number one, right? But there's not a lot of discussion or awareness. There's, there's not a lot of correlation that you need to do both. They work hand in hand. Yes. And I know that a lot of Christians don't put their health Um, or make their health a priority because they feel that that their spiritual life is much more important on not understanding that they're supposed to be parallel and they're supposed to work together
1: yeah yeah and i love like elizabeth george she makes reference in in the chapter about how paul talks about how he beat his body into submission right how he would beat himself so that he could Um and and I guess when I whenever I read that scripture, it just seems so graphic to me, right? Oh, he beat himself until Mm -hmm. into submission so that he made his body obey Jesus. It sounds very extreme to me, and I'm not encouraging anybody to go, you know, beat yourself. (laughs) But what it does is it just tells you with the intensity that we should pursue this idea that you just shared, which is you know what, we're not just caring for our um spiritual selves, we are caring for our um physical bodies as well. And then um, there was a reference in the book as well um, that there was a, uh, another, uh, I think a theologian that was quoted in the chapter that um, said that the beginning of true discipline starts with disciplining your body, right? If we really want to be true disciplined Christians um, it starts with managing your body. You know, how, if, if you can't think about it, if you can't resist the temptation of having a piece of cake, then how are you going to resist sin when you go out into the world, right? The larger sins of the world. So in some ways, the parallel, there's a parallel between being able to manage your physical body and managing, you know, uh, temptation uh, to actually managing temptation when you go out into the world and you face it. So just, just some more food for thought um, as we uh, continue our study here. Yeah.
0: And Ellie, let me just 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 throw yeah. it in. So mm-hmm. um, I think Alina mentioned this before. So there's a balance, right? So you don't want people to think that you always have to avoid that cake, right? You you can you can always there's a balance, right? But as long as you understand that this is not my norm, because I can't afford to tarnish this you know Mm. but i can have it's a birthday party i can have a little bit but this is i'm not going to have it after dinner every day and that's sort of Mm. temptation so people can you know still feel free but with some limitations or some kind of balance to it right i wanted to
2: add a little bit in regards to that so we're saying how god made this huge sacrifice for us little us all of us in this world right he trusted that that we would you know, appreciate this and use this which is ourselves in this world. So it all starts with believing in yourself. Even when the doubts come in and the fears come in, do it anyway. So like, you know, when Ellie um told me about about coming on here today, my first reaction was like, oh I don't know. I want to be on you know that was my first. And then after a while, you know, are you sure? Okay. And it's so it's like, yeah, I could do this. Believe in yourself. Believe because he believes in us. Why can't we believe in ourselves? Like right. it really is that. And it all starts with taking that first step and then that second step and, and just keep going. And, and like, what is it? Martha Luther King says, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You've got to take the first step. Just, just take it and go and, and trust his process of where it's leading
1: you. Right. I love that. I love that you said that because I think that that really is so important is that, that trusting mm-hmm. is just um, uh, trusting in that moment that if you take that step, and I, I like to say that, right? If you step out in faith, God will build the path where you walk but it requires you to take that step first. You take the step and then God is just going to keep making that path for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So thank you for, for taking that step in faith, Alina. <laughs> thank appreciate you. It.
2: No, you just have to, it's just, I, with the way I see with how my life has gone every single time, when I look back and connect the dots backwards and I, and I remember the moments and the feelings and the whatever, it always was just like, all I needed to do was show up and mm-hmm. trust that if he brought me there, he's going to bring me through it. Yep. And he's not going to give you and present something to you that he cannot bring you through it. Mm -hmm. But we have to trust enough that we do our part, he's going to do his. Yes. And it's all going to flow. And that there is a purpose for whatever it is that we're asked to do in this world.
1: Yes. But
2: if we don't take that step and come out of our, you know, people say the comfort zones, you know, but a lot of the times that comfort zones starts in the mind it's Mm -hmm. our mind that cripples us sometimes and i literally use that word because it can totally put you in a standpoint where you can't you want to move and you can't move you want to move and you can't move so you know trusting um that's why everything we were saying before it all goes hand in hand we have to do all that we always have to stay mindful mindful he trusted he gave up his life for us so so to represent him well in this world so let's do what we're here for Mm -hmm. We all
1: have some sparkle to throw out into the world. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got two comments. So Yesenia says, fulfilling God's call on our life requires every bit as much physical stamina as it does spiritual and emotional stamina. The mind, body, and spirit is always interconnected. Great. Great comment. And Maricelli says, being Latina who grew up in a Pentecostal environment, it was never a subject that was introduced in our society. I've had to learn how to change my mindset and changing how to eat and how to, and learn how to self-control, learn self-control and how to eat and how to enjoy a well-balanced meal. Latinos love their rice and beans with better. Yes, girl. Yeah, do. What I do. What I have seen in many churches of how women haven't taken care of their bodies, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we also had a question from Brittany. Brittany wanted uh, us to share some scriptures that had to do with temptation, and I will share a couple now. So one scripture is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Uh, second scripture, James 1:12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And one more scripture, Proverbs six twenty eight. Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? And that one is pretty deep because the point is that um, if you walk on fire, you will get burned, right? So before we um, test ourselves or tempt ourselves, we should really consider where we're stepping um, so if you keep yourself from the sin from the get-go, you won't have to worry about getting burned when you step into the fire. So um, so moving on to our last scripture before we uh, engage in kind of our, our application uh, part of our discussion. Um, going back to 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20, which is what we started our conversation with, what effect do these words have on you? Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. Your body and your spirit, they both belong to God. So how do you see yourself glorifying God in your body and in your spirit? And I think we've already kind of touched on this a little bit, but maybe this is a good way to kind of wrap up our discussion uh, before we start talking about some of the disciplines and how we've applied them in our lives.
0: I want,
2: I want to, um, I can start with saying with me, like gratitude is my attitude. That's, that's, that's always my, greatest attitude. just like um, be grateful, grateful. When you're grateful, you, you attract so much more into life. Um, and it just brings so much more joy and happiness. And when you are grateful for the, the small things that you have in life that sometimes we take, for, we can, you know, it's easy to take for granted. Um, we, and it just naturally manifests, I want to say, into life um, through gratitude. So just um, being grateful for uh, the simple things in life, Uh, waking up in the morning, not everybody gets a chance to wake up in the morning. Now with this, you know, with just the recent Kobe Bryant Mm -hmm. situation, not everybody gets home safe or get home. Mm -hmm. So being grateful for the the things that we we can forget to be grateful for. So I have one of my things that I practice a gratitude list. So like I keep like this little box that every day I just write five things I'm grateful for every morning, five things I'm grateful for. And, and it's just simple. Sometimes it's sometimes I'm not feeling all that great and it's okay. I woke up today. I got out of bed <laughs> because for some people that doesn't happen or they can't get out of bed. So start with the
1: small things. So just gratitude is my attitude.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. That's actually something that I've been practicing lately, thanks to um, Crystal Lopez, uh, who was uh, our last guest in the managing your spiritual life. She started um, a gratitude chain. So every morning she texts out, um, you know, things that she's grateful for. And I'll text her back and, and I understand that she does that with a number of her friends. Uh, so just it's been a blessing for me to be able to do it on a daily basis and just to always be able to remember, you know, or just stop and reflect. You know, yeah, I got up this morning, I had a good commute into work, you know, I had a great conversation with my cousin today, whatever it is, I'll just be really thankful for it. And I'll, uh, it'll be a great opportunity to recall that. Mm-hmm.
2: So like, I just wanted to show you here, I don't know if it shows on the screen, <laughs> I don't know. It says always be grateful on this little box here. I don't know. Oh, nice. I don't oh. know, the light is reflecting on it. It says always be grateful. So it's just like a little yeah. box where it has like little notes and I can oh, just nice. like put there. And then I Very just have like, cool. my prayer journal my light is not letting the screens i don't know okay there you know just right in there and what the reason why i like this is because when there's days that are trying because i think we all have them at some point (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh we're being tested where our faith is being tested and we're just feeling i kind of just go back in there and i just kind of read it and then it Mm. just kind of brings it centers me again like okay today is one of those days however there's still so many things that I have to be grateful for to count my blessings. I just count those blessings. Let's, let's go back and see. And tomorrow's going to be fine. And i just wanted to share
1: that. <laughs> and thank you for sharing that. It's a great, it's great. It's a, it's a nice practical tool and something that we can apply uh, in our own lives. If it works for us, I think that's a great, a great in five minutes. Too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. So why don't we um, start talking about, Uh, some of the disciplines in uh, the book. I love that she kind of um, provided a couple of um, just pieces of advice, you know, like a couple of things that she said was, you know, pray for a healthy body. You know, not all of us think about praying about our health and our physical well being, but she does say pray for a healthy body. She also even talks about how we should be praying about what we eat and how much we eat. She talks about uh, dealing with any sin, and we, we really haven't touched on this, but she does talk about dealing with um, physical sin. You know, we, we, we can use our bodies in sinful ways. One of the things that she talked about was, um, for example, uh, sexual sin. So not that we're going to go into this um, topic today, because we're really focusing kind of on the physical, uh, uh, healthy aspects of our lives. But um, that is something that she talks about, how we should, be, how we should keep our, our, li- our bodies away from, physical, uh, from sexual sin. Uh, She talks about uh, walking by the spirit. She talks about mastering your body and also uh, exercising regularly, uh, watching what you eat. Uh, She says, uh, keep a schedule, take care of your appearance, commit to a lifelong pursuit of discipline. So there are several disciplines that she talks about in the book. So I'd love to ask you ladies, uh, which of these disciplines uh, resonated with you? Have you applied any? And are there any that you said to yourself, hmm, maybe that's something that I want to incorporate into my life?
0: So I I can start. So my favorite discipline is number seven, watch what you eat. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and not only for vanity reasons or physical reasons, but it just you just feel better. I I find that you feel better, and um, I think some of the scriptures that associated with that number is the story of Daniel um, and his three friends that he didn't want to partake of the wine and all the other probably very. Uh, rich foods he Mm -hmm. wanted something else and so the guard allowed him to have vegetables right and then once he had that and they went to the king he was like oh my god these guys are like 10 times better it's no secret that what you eat is how you feel so and i i know that because i know when i partake of things that are not great for me i pay the price because i i feel it it's like foreign to my body so it's um Really paying attention to what you eat is really my favorite, and how I apply that, I cook maybe 99% of our meals Mm -hmm. I prepare, and so I spend a lot of time. Well, I I, I schedule, so that helps me, which is another one of the disciplines that I try to do. I do have a schedule that helps me to be able to make my meals but I have gotten so used to it now that if I were to eat out a lot, I would just get very sick, which is what happens when I eat out too much. So I am forced to really um, abide by my schedule in order so I can make my meals, so I watch what I eat.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and you said something so important. I think that not everyone understands the connection between how you physically feel every day and the food that you eat. Mm-hmm. Most of us think about food when it comes to enjoyment. We like the way something tastes and it's, you know, we indulge in it and, that's, and we think that it stays there, but it's not just the cravings that we get and wanting to satisfy those cravings, but it's also that once you eat it, if you don't always feel energetic, if you don't feel alive, uh, it could be because you're putting um, things into your body that aren't going to allow you to feel good. Right. There are empty calories, uh, carbohydrates that just turn into fat. And you could you could give a whole lecture on this, Dion. I know that you can. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so important to not just think, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and that's going to be enough. It's not enough. Also, mm-hmm. what you eat the way, and Alina, you said this earlier is, you know, 80 percent. Right. That's the, actually that's the big chunk of it is what you eat, what you put into your body that really helps you uh, to feel well. Is there anything, Alina, that you wanted to add in terms of the disciplines?
2: Um, well, I don't, I don't find them all, but uh, to top of my mind, um, definitely the eating. I mean, it, I can't, we can't emphasize it enough. Again, I said, like I said earlier, it all starts from from within. So whatever you're putting in your body is going to reflect outside. It's just what it is, um, and it's not always about you know, how we, how we look and, you know, being, having the, the, the abs and, and, you know, all that, it's not always just that, it's just that with time, as we age, it will catch up to us in sickness and disease. So it's like, why not take care of it now, you know, and eat healthy so you don't have to pay the price later, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. just try to avoid as much as you, you can. I mean, there's certain things that can be out of our control, but if there's so much that we can't control. control it (laughs) you know so and then it was one you mentioned about like like physical appearance or like you know and when physical appearance it doesn't have to be like this whole vanity thing it's whatever makes you feel good you know something as simple like I don't know today I went and I highlighted my hair my hair was dark I needed to get some blondes in there and I'm like okay I'm feeling good I have my blondes back in my hair Mm -hmm. you know it's just like if you if you like what you see you know it, it just you move differently, you know, yep. and it's just—it's just—it's not a matter of oh, you know, you're trying to be this. No, it's just when you—you know—you look good, or, and and when looking good, it's what what looks good to you, you know, <laughs> because what may look good to you doesn't look good to the next person. But as long as you know you're happy with how you look, like you know, it, it, you're just gonna, it's just gonna—it's gonna reflect differently, right. You know? So just taking care of ourselves, simple things, you know, get your nails done once in a while, even if it's at home and getting a simple manicure, whatever it is that keeps us alive. I think, you know, I think that's, that's just important. That's great.
0: Um, the next one I wanted to mention quickly, because um, I know we're running up against the hour, um, mm-hmm. it's getting enough rest. And and I wanted to mention that because I know I struggle with that and I've had to like make a deliberate conscious effort to be in my bed by 11, which means going to my bathroom by 1030 because I have a whole ritual that I do at <laughs> night. Um, but I know that in this age of information, technology and phone, a lot of us spend a lot of time and, and she, um, Elizabeth talked about that in her book we spend our time on mindless things, surfing the internet, watching crap, and just getting caught up. And we're burning our expensive time when we should be resting and nourishing and honoring our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I try not to get too involved in the mindless stuff, but I, I probably work too much into the night. But I know there are women out there that probably also get caught up into that. And that's one of the things that we have to be, you know, try to be more disciplined about. Ellie, I know you're like, number one when it comes to getting your rest, you don't play around like mm-hmm. when you go to bed nine o'clock <laughs> eight o'clock <laughs> <laughs> <was almost> bedtime.
1: <laughs> my, my bedtime here
2: <laughs> no, you know one of the things that i'm glad that you mentioned that dion that's that's an excellent point especially in the world we're living in the social mm-hmm. media world and everything is on social media like me i i i have a pre a, sort of a presence on social media I love to do my stories and people follow me and people comment and they love my energy and, they love and they love that. And I have my days that I'm like yep I'm sharing my day I'm sharing my life um my husband and I we own a restaurant lounge in New York City so you know when I go there I'm you know I'm showing my presence of what our what our place is like and the vibes and all of that but then there'll come a day, if it's Sunday, family day, you won't see my face on social media, and I'm totally okay with that. Like, I don't need yeah. to feel that pressure of I need to upkeep with, oh, my God, my social media, they need to see my face. No, 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 I need to take care of myself. So when I come back on, you know, I'm coming back on refreshed and full, and, right. you know, I'm, I'm giving my best but out to the world. So yeah. don't put that pressure on yourself of that. You need to, you know, handle everything. I said that earlier on. Rest for me. If I don't have my rest, I'm good for no one. That's yeah. I've always been like that. So people tell "Me, how do you have always so much energy? You always only And I'm like, I do. Like I, I'm pretty energetic by as it is. But if I don't have my my four hours of sleep, I, I'm I'm not that four good. hours. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no four hours. I'll function on four hours if I have to. If I gotta travel, but no, I need at least eight hours of sleep. Eight. That's just what it is. I don't, my husband is on a whole nother story that I <laughs> can go on three hours and he, he would never know. And I'm like, I'm dying on three hours. So whatever works. And for some people, it's more And some people yeah. it's less, whatever it is, but absolutely hands down, take care of that because uh, from there. Everything flows. And that's yeah. Yeah. Really so
1: important. Yeah. For me, I think the one discipline that, um, I really appreciated was commit to a lifelong pursuit of discipline. Uh, Especially because I've got such an erratic schedule, like I wish I could have routines, but I just, I don't have, my dates differ from each other, I don't have like a standard week, you know, I could be here, I could be there, I travel a lot for work, so I I can't keep a routine, but if I'm disciplined, I can get things done in a certain way, so no, so Dion's teasing me about the time I go to bed, but honestly, like this last week, I've been going to bed at eight, so that I can wake up at four, what am I doing? I get up for an hour. I just did some quiet time and then I worked out and then I started my day. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to be more, you know, so as, as long as I keep that discipline on a regular basis, I can keep things going. I know not everybody can get up at 4am. That's fine. Uh, but you have to find something that works for you. Um, and discipline really is at the heart of maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And Brittany's asking a question. She's saying, how often should I rest? So if nothing else, if we're going to look at this from biblical terms, we should at least keep one day, the Sabbath. Uh, What is the Sabbath for you? It could be the Saturday. It could be the Sunday. We don't have to get into theological discussions about which day is really the Sabbath. But whatever that day is, engage in Sabbath rest. Make it that one day where you do nothing. And just like Dion, like I've struggled with that in the past because I'm a workaholic. I can just work. Uh, But I have found over the last couple of years that I've been trying to really uh, make sure that I'm disciplined about incorporating that Sabbath rest into my week, and that is typically Sunday. So I'll get up in the morning, I will go to church, and then come back home. And my husband have this thing we call it pajama day. Mm-hmm. Pajama day is when we just hang around, wear our pajamas, and that's it. And we do nothing else but just you know, spend time with each other. You know, we'll we'll eat dinner together. We'll binge watch something. That's my one day to binge watch. And, you know, we just relax. We just have a good time or or read this. This past Sunday, I I took a couple of hours to just read. My husband napped, whatever that is. But we find that time to just rest. So how often should you rest, Brittany? At least one day a week where you do absolutely no work and you just either focus on God and focus on your physical well-being so that you can be physically nourished. Do you guys have any questions on that? Oh, I just want
0: to
2: say (laughs) something really quick to that. Um, so you know how I I mentioned like, oh, you know, we were on the weekends where we're at the restaurant and we're going, a lot of people, the biggest question to everyone is how do you do it? How do you do it? I get that all the time. Um, you know, I just turned 40 um, last, last summer and people see like, oh my God, you're 40. How do you have the energy? I don't have the energy. How do I do it? That's how I do it. I, my Sundays are like, no way there where I am resting. I'm fueling my cup back up. Because when I'm there on Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, I give it all. I give it all. We're having late nights, you know, whatnot. So that's why Sunday comes around. And it's like you say, pajama day. We're home. We're watching movies. Uh, you probably won't catch me on social media on a Sunday. And if you do, you're catching me on my way to church. And on my way back home, I'll say something that I learned from church. And that's it. Everything is off. And, th- and I kind of just unplug. So then I can plug back in for the rest for the following week. So that's how, That's how. how. that's how I think. It's, it's just
1: necessary. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So ladies, we're coming down on our uh, kind of final minute. Um, any closing words, words of wisdom that you want to share with our, with our viewers?
0: I'll just um, close by saying, um, if you are on a journey to honor your body and honor your, 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 your physical, as much as you do your spiritual I would just say start small. I love the, was it Brittany that says that she's on the keto? Was it someone? Yes. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great step. Whatever. I'm sure you're seeing beautiful, wonderful physical results because keto does do that. Uh, But whatever wellness looks like to you, whatever it's going to look like for you to nurture and honor your body, start small. It's not a wholesale thing. Start small, and I think Alina mentioned, you know, doing the stairs if that's what it is. Ellie, you you walked for 30 minutes. You couldn't get to the gym, but that was your workout. Just start small. If you're if you drink um, soda pops, maybe cut them down a little bit. If you don't drink enough water, maybe start to infuse your water each day and, and get into a routine, but just start small. Don't overwhelm yourself, because if you do overwhelm yourself, you're going to crash and burn. Mm-hmm. The best okay. thing is to try to adopt practices that are sustainable, things that you can, you know you could do every day or four or four, three times a, a week. Um, so that's kind of what I would close with.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Dion. And thank you, Alina. And thank you, everyone who tuned in today. We really appreciate um, your comments, your questions, your prayers and your support. And we look forward to seeing you next week for our next uh, Bible Talk. Same bat time, same bat channel next week. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Have a great night. Bye. Thank
0: you. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.